Welcome to Thursday. Welcome to another Noodleberg Daily Huddle where we're here. We're jacked up, ready to go for another day. Hope you are as well. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, um, I just got to tell you, when you look back over the month, the amount of people we have been in front of, either virtually or in person, singing the gospel, getting the praise. I mean, you know, Shay and I were putting together some testimonials for a new press presentation that we're uh, a new pitch that we're doing and we're going through it and you know we we have affected lives and you know yesterday's conversation was so perfect everybody thank you for the feedback because it was spot on real content about what happens every day and yeah. believe it or not there are still people who believe that cold calling is the way are we gonna are we gonna talk about the people that still believe it because like unbelievable what you sent me this morning like so i'm cruising through i'm cruising through i see this on instagram i know the person who posted this i have every temptation to tear his tonsils out and go (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about seriously what c-level buyers and vps list cold calling as the preferred way to initially connect it oh please interrupt me please stop me from what i'm doing please just pitch me all day long what what is this who does this study? This is complete bullshit. Yeah, so very. Um, this is very intriguing to me when these numbers come out because every time we do a presentation, every single time, when we talk about old school tactics, I ask the room, hey, let raise your hand if you're the person who's looking forward to the cold call or you're the person who opens up the cold email. Raise your hand if it's you. Nobody ever raises their hand, ever. It's a 0% that anybody's ever raised their hand. So I'm so intrigued that who are these CEOs, who are these VPs that 50, that they're, that they're, that are in the survey that 57% say that they're looking forward to the cold call and that's their preferred way of being contacted. I, I just don't think that that person's in touch with reality. Number one, this is what I'm saying. This is, we talked about it yesterday. First of all, shout out to Aflac, man, they were a ton of fun yesterday. So bought in, look at that. Um, For me, you know, candidly, even if there was no audience getting to work with you, Mark was like, (laughs) we were just belting off each other. I mean, so, you know, the energy was incredible. Um, And it's really gonna be cool because Sonia Houston is introducing us to Dion. And now we have an Aflac hook. So it's, it's super cool how the world works, but they are a very, very, very successful company who have been doing things the same for 50 years. And the people in that room, we watched them flip. It was amazing. So th- I think something came out of yesterday for me that I thought I was very proud of them and what they were saying. One of the trainers in the room said, we know at our level, we have to change our behavior. But if we wait for Affleck corporate to make the decision for us, we're going to die out here. So we'll make the changes ourselves. And that's really the way large organizations should change. That If, if you're hiring the right kind of people and doing the right kinds of things, those changes come from the front lines 
and get passed up to the top. And if you have the right leadership, they listen and, and move with you. So as is typical of any presentation I do or Mark does or we do together, we do post game. We look at the film, what happened, who reacted, what are we getting, what's the feedback, what could we have done better? It sparked a conversation about me when I started in the cell phone business. These guys that I got together with said, hey, you're, you could be the front guy. Come in and help us build this thing. And it was already running. So the train was moving when I got on. I got on. I'm looking around. So we used to either cold call or we spent a decent amount of money advertising. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll cold call a little bit. And then I'll take leads that come in until I realized that those leads suck. <laughs> there's no relationship. There's no, I'm talking 20, you know, 30 years ago, you know, we would advertise on TV or, or print. Boom. Somebody comes in total shit kicker. Just, you know, just kicking the tires. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking at uh, buying a phone uh, in a year. You know, like, you know. So I was the first guy and this is unbelievable how it comes back. I was the first guy to say, I don't want any leads. I don't want any leads. I'm not going to cold call. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to go out and just make everybody know who I was. I, that's why I wrote about it and called it Pied right. Piper. I'm going to go out there and do that. It's very reminiscent of what's happening, happening now. If you don't take control of the narrative, it will take control of you. Right. And so shout out to Aflac because they saw it. And there were, I think there, there were people in the room that may have been of a different mindset at the beginning and they saw the rest of the room change. They saw people really get intrigued or align with it or say, yeah, I've already done that, but I realized that I've been doing it the wrong way. This is, you know, this is bringing me back to understanding how I can do this with success. And I think that, that's always the best is so, when you see the light go on for people. I, agree. And go, so I really want to do this. Part of the dialogue was about extreme ownership. We looked at them and say, you own your journey. And, you know, if you're the one that wants to sit back and wait or spend, listen, you know, when we talked about it, one of the guys came up to you and said something about new reps coming in the space. Why don't you tell that? And then I'll give my comment. So he was saying, you know, as we were talking about how to use LinkedIn and how to do daily activities, he was like, yeah, you know, it's really hard for new reps because they don't have the courage to pick up the phone a hundred times a day, but they're far more likely to send a hundred LinkedIn connection requests. With, with the way we taught him. So, right. so, you know, you asked me, you said, I don't get that. What do you mean courage? I said, listen, man, I want you to come to work tomorrow and I want you to put your head in the oven a hundred times. <laughs> After a couple of days, you're going to go, I don't want to do that anymore. Man. <laughs> I don't know if it's fear or rational or, you know, but the, you know, if you're pounding your head against the sand, not getting any results, there's got to be a better way. And so it was mindset. I'm interested, intrigued. And then, okay. Oh, there's Frank, man. Frank's in the house. Good morning, Frank. Glad to go, have buddy. you here. Um, thanks for being here. So the other side of that is, wait a minute, there's new tools why don't I spend the time? I own the right to learn those tools and then I'll, I'll blow everybody away. There were 20 people in that room, all leaders. They'll go back to their, you know, there's a whole hierarchy there. We asked them a question. How many of them the day before received a personalized video? Not one of them. 
Christmas. How about the last week? How about the last month? Hello, McFly. No, I'm going to just sit there. <laughs> Except Maria, because I sent her one. Right. So, and so here's like, you talked about stepping into the phone business 30 years ago, and that was the way it was doing it. And it was super hard because you were slamming your head against the wall. For me, when I stepped in and they asked me to cold call 50 times, it wasn't about getting hung up on. It wasn't about having people be nasty to me. It was about people not answering the phone. Like I could dial a thousand times a day. I'm just not getting anybody to answer. So like, why am I doing this? That That's why I had the question of like, in today's world, it's not even really about courage anymore because it's not even that you're getting hung up on. You're just not getting answers. Nobody's picking up the phone for you anymore. Well, you know, and then you and I stand up there and we say, listen, not only are we preaching this, it's what we do. Here's the results. So I think part of the problem with coaching or training or development is like, hey, dude, if you don't know how to drive the car, I'm not getting in with you. You know, it seems pretty obvious to me, like, but if you're doing it and you can show me that roadmap and we broke it down, you know, they asked amazing questions that that's what, you know, I knew that they were bought in. So, um, uh, Shay, is that a possibility or no? Okay. So Frank, just so you know, we would love to have you join us this morning. So Shay sent you a link. If you want to jump in whenever you can just spend a few minutes with us Give us a real time what it was, if you're comfortable. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, jump in and share what it was like being in that room because that room was plugged in yesterday. It was uh, it was really super fun. So let's go to um, let's go to morning motivational music. Let's go get some or, music or we'll wake up music. You want to do let's wake go up? to wake up music. Right? We haven't even gotten to wake up music yet. We'll see if we can get Frank to join us. If he can't, then we'll move on with some more content. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Time to wake up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Wake up. Come on. Come on. We, we have not seen or heard from Frank. But That's okay. So I want to show Chris Pollock's comment because this is the exact point of what I said yesterday. Chris says, people will pick up the phone when they know who you are. Exactly. I'm not saying the phone is dead. I'm not saying I've worked with plenty of companies already that I've built a sequence for them where the phone was involved. It just wasn't ever the first tool. It wasn't ever the first way we were showing up to somebody because why would you do that? Why would you show up to somebody when they don't know who you are, when you've got all of these other opportunities? You talked about it. ABC would advertise like crazy. You could show up to somebody and they might not know you, but they had heard of ABC. So you could spin that conversation to help yourself. It's different when people have heard about you as opposed to when they haven't. And the, the, the real differentiation is, Back then, it had to be about the logo. If you mentioned a logo that somebody knew, they'd be like, oh, okay. 
But today it's not about the logo anymore. Nobody really gives a shit if you're with Aflac. They want to know who you are. And then if Aflac's a good fit for them, they'll move forward with that. But now it's about advertising yourself, but really about building awareness for yourself in order to have that same thing happen. So what's interesting is it always was the same. Even though the logo got you in the door, you were the one who kept you in the door. Right. So Correct. it is the same. It's just flipped now in terms of I'm not marketing the logo first. I'm marketing me. And then, oh, by the way, this is who I've attached myself to. So it's interesting. And I, and I could have brought this up yesterday, but I read a book a long time ago. It was called The Art of War, Sin Tzu. And basically, they took that book and they applied it to business. And so the takeaway was, when you want to be in war or territory, which is all sales is, is I want to own the territory, there's a combination of air cover and ground troops. Frank is here, man. Yeah, I love it. Let me finish my thought. So yeah. it is air cover first, you know, yeah. then ground troops. Used to be advertising would get, and then you as the salesperson. Now you can create your own air cover. Doesn't get any better. And with that, Mark, why don't you welcome, um, look at Harold Yarbrough here, man. Harold, know, a great Harold comment. Is the, showing. He's, he's the chairman of DMB. I've known him for years and years and years. He is finally uh, stepping away. But uh, Frank, let's go. Frank, welcome to the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Morning, guys. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Had a great time. Give, give the audience a little bit about your story, who you are. Everybody knows you're with Aflac already, but give it a little bit about who you are. So first, I apologize for my uh, appearance right now. I'm not in 100% work mode right yet, so I'm like halfway there. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, short story: uh, born and raised in Scranton, Pennsylvania, University of Scranton alumni. Moved to South Florida to get out of the cold. Thought I was going to be a golf pro. That didn't work out. Uh, my wife recruited me to start working with Aflac uh, 17 years ago. So I've been with the company for 17 years, a variety of different roles. Uh, right now I'm in a, a regional uh, sales manager type of role for those of you that are out there that have no idea what I actually do. So I basically manage a team of salespeople and we just had a great opportunity yesterday to spend the day with uh, Steve and the team. And, uh, you know, it challenged a lot of my thinking. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've done things a lot of the same ways my entire career and, and I've seen success with that. So adapting and changing is not something that's easy for me, but I know it's necessary. So I won't drone on, but I appreciate you guys having oh, me. Oh, please do. Please, yeah, please no, that do. was fan that's a fantastic. And, and so with that being said, what were some of the things that really challenged you to think differently yesterday? Like what were some of the things that you went, oh, man, I was thinking that. But all right, that really made it sink, you know, sink in. Well, it's funny because uh, – after our meeting, uh, we sat down and, you know, did takeaways as a, as a good group, de, you know, debrief. And, yep. you know, what's one of the things we asked, what's one of the things that we should change? And I said, you know what, based upon our meeting today, the things that I got out of this meeting, we've been constantly tracking our salespeople on one of the metrics, I should say, is the amount of actual cold calls that they make in a week. And, you know, Forever, that's always been a leading indicator as to what's going to ultimately lead to success. The more, simply put, the more doors you knock on, the more opportunities you're going to have, the more wins you're going to get. Doesn't matter what business you're in, that makes sense for everybody. Correct. But with that being said, and knowing where we're currently at right now, knowing the climate of our environment, knowing everything that we've gone through over the last two years, we have to change. And 
My biggest thing is I have to start getting my team to start focusing on networking, referral marketing, you know, warm centers of influence, things of that nature, not just simply pounding pavement. And, and the reason I'm getting to all this is that at the end of the meeting, Maria asked, what's one of the things that we should change? I said, you know what? Every Monday morning when we have our call, let's stop having our people tell us how many doors they knocked on every week. Because one, the number is BS. It's not true. We know they're lying. And so it's like, why are we tracking a metric that we know is total bullshit? But two, it doesn't matter. It really what matters is how many actual conversations are we really having, not how many doors are we knocking on. Bang, bang, shake, give me a bang, shake, give me a bang. Pulls up, three-pointer, bang, bang, it's good. Absolutely fantastic take. That's unbelievable because we usually have one of the slides in our presentation is the metric for when you get deep into LinkedIn is C to C. It's actually connections that you turn into conversations. That's a metric that people can track and own. We didn't say that yesterday. You got that, which for me warms my heart because you got it. You totally got it that the more conversations you're in, that opens the door to, hey, maybe I can buy it or maybe I know somebody who can buy it or I can go to my boss. So for the sake of the audience, why don't you tell them what um, Aflac does because we all think it's just Nick Saban and right, it's and just Dion. Nick Saban and Dion <laughs> having a good time about a jacket. Sure. So uh, I'll give you the short, short version. Um, easiest way. A lot of times we tell people what Affleck is, is tell them what it's not. Not homeowners insurance, not car insurance, not health insurance. Uh, simply put, what we do is we focus on being able to help people take care of their medical expenses that health insurance doesn't cover. Because as most everybody knows, you know, a trip to the hospital, even with health insurance, it costs a boatload of money. You combine that with the time that you might have to miss from work. You know, you have a scenario where your out-of-pocket expenses have gone up and at the same time, your income has gone down. And unfortunately for most people in America, this is a huge problem. So our specialty is working with businesses, not so much individuals, but rather companies themselves to help give them the opportunity to offer these types of programs to protect their employees at no cost to the business. So in short, uh, we are employee benefits consultants. And as I promised you, this is a welcoming family of people like-minded, want to get up in the morning, get started. So I am sure you're going to get coffee requests from everybody in here to have virtual coffee. So network away. What region are you in specifically? So I, uh, my team uh, geographically is very spread out. I have leadership in Palm Beach, Broward, and Dade County. Uh, but I personally am located, I live in Jupiter. But I, uh, I, 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 I trekked all the way down for us yesterday. Oh, that's nothing, man. I, I, when I was an employee of Affleck, I drove down there five days a week. So going down oh, there for one meeting oh, was wow. a piece of cake. No, I don't so mind. So one true thing about you being a golfer, when we asked everybody what they would do if we gave them seven hours a week new, which is basically, if you break it down, it's waking up an hour earlier. What was your answer? I mean, I was just going to be honest with you because it was the first thing that came to my mind. I said, I'm not going to bullshit these guys. I want to play. I'd like to play more golf. (laughs) So when you play golf, how does it make you feel? Oh, that's a very loaded question. Uh, It depends (laughs) on the day. It depends on what the round says. That's how I really feel. But you almost went pro. You said, so you're fairly good at it. When you get out there, it creates a a sense of accomplishment. You know, we believe – you got to take care of you. 
you are the product. So if you take care of you, I'm sure you bring people out to play golf. I'm sure that you could train people who don't know how to play golf. So if golf is the center of your universe and it makes you feel good, people know that. And you can have a conversation with anybody about golf and it's relevant. Then, oh my God, Frank's a great guy. And so it just validates our point that if you do what you love, the money follows. So uh, what an amazing day yesterday, Mark. Any other questions? No, no other questions. I just, Frank, you and I are going to have to connect to share uh, Pennsylvania stories because I spent two years in Easton, which isn't so far away from Scranton, had some time to go through there. So would love to connect with you, uh, grab a virtual coffee and share stories about Pennsylvania. Easton, hometown of Larry Holmes, world heavyweight champion. That is correct. And everything right there across the bridge. And the home of Crayola. That's right. I did not know that. How about that? Crayola experience. Worth taking a trip down there if, if anybody's in Pennsylvania. So Maria said that you were the trivia guy. So stay tuned here. We're going to send you a, a huddle shirt when we're done. You know, send us your address. We'll send you some swag. But we do we do trivia all the time. All the time. And, There's and TV and all kinds of stuff. So stay tuned. Thank you for your energy yesterday because... We watched you when we talked about it before, not even knowing you were going to be on. We watched the room flip. Like in the beginning, it was like, okay, all right, I'm a little intrigued. And then all of a sudden it flipped and it was like, holy shit, this could be a lot more fun and a lot more effective. What do we got to do to learn it? I I talked about your comment. I mean, to me, the highlight of the day was you saying, if we wait for Aflac to make the change for us, we're going to die. We got to be willing to make the change ourselves at our level to change the organization. I wish more and more people would operate that way. No doubt in my mind that you guys will be successful because of your leadership. So excited to do more work with you guys. Thanks for joining the show, Frank. Really glad to have you here. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. I'm going to hang around for a while, though. Thanks. Stay on the ball. So how about that, Mr. Noodleberg? That's fantastic. Love when things happen unscripted. I think that's the first time that the day after somebody from the group joined. So, so Shay, so and this is the way we work as a team. Shay, put that down in the notes. This is something that we should do after every one of our presentations is ask somebody to join us the following day to talk about the experience and talk about what it was like. And so here's another takeaway. So we could bullshit ourselves all day long about what we thought happened. Yep. When you talk to Frank and you listen to Frank, Real you, really know. you yep. really know, you know, so the lesson, the takeaway is we got to be listening to our clients, to our prospects, to the people around us. That's where the real stuff is. The stories in our head, you can blow smoke up your ass all day long and make you feel good. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it was great. It was a fun day. I'm glad they enjoyed it. I could have stayed there longer. I had fun. I actually, <laughs> yes, so uh, great job, they Frank. Were great they were a great we can do to help you. We will just a heads up for tomorrow. I know people have asked Hayden asked Randy Astro asked bring back wall and hall. It's, back. Back. it's hard to believe that we've been doing this such a long time that I could do three hours worth of the shit <laughs> out on LinkedIn, but we're going to go through it. We'll share it. We'll share some best practices. We'll share some stuff. It'll be a funny Friday because some of it, you just got to laugh. But now 
It's uh, let's play. No, some it's not. No. So I'm going to play the morning motivational music because Good. it's a great song. Good. And and today in I forget what year it was. Let me get back to my notes. Seventy three in seventy three. January 27, wonder. Just to give you some perspective, I was 13. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie Wonder was at the top of the charts with Superstition. That's the way we're leaving you today. Have a fantastic Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow. There is superstition.